Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity, the future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com. Hey, folks, it's Mark Aram. I hope you're enjoying the Mark Aram Show podcast. A reminder, you can hear this very radio show live Monday through Friday. We're live 6 to 8 p.m. Monday through Friday on 95.5 WSB Atlanta's News and Talk. Sad start to the Tuesday show. Hey, folks, Mark Aram and gang with you till 8 in the p.m. Rest in peace, Don Sutton, the Hall of Fame right-hander, Braves broadcaster, beloved broadcaster, and uh, our former co-worker and friend, passed at the age of 75. I'm going to go in-depth on uh, on what Don meant to me, my relationship with him, and uh, what he meant to WSB Radio in the second half of the show. So hour number two, we'll talk about Don Sutton. Dave Baker, you just heard, I think, uh, who knew Don way better than than I did, uh, will join us as well. Uh, WSB Sports Director Jay Black's going to pull some vintage Don Sutton audio. Uh, good man, good broadcaster, great pitcher, just a, a tough loss. Uh, and he'd been suffering uh, from bad health for the last couple of years, dealing with uh, battling cancer, then he broke his leg. Uh, but Don passed away peacefully in his sleep at the age of 75. So second hour of the show, and I have more more time to uh, expand on my thoughts, I'll, I'll give you what I think about Don and his career as both a pitcher and a broadcaster. Coming up in 30 minutes, Greg Bluestein from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution is going to join us from Washington, D.C. But it is Tuesday, and how do we start every Tuesday, Longoria? It's time. For Would You Rather with Little Sanjay. He is the guru, the soothsayer, the truth seeker, the asker of unanswerable questions. He joins us every Tuesday and Thursday on the Mark Air Show. He is uh, Little Sanjay with Would You Rather. How are you, Sanjay? Hello. Oh, it's Kai, Sanjay's son. Happy birthday, Kai. Thank you. How old are you, nine now? Nine years old? Yeah. You're almost ten. You know what happens when you get double digits, right? No. Your uh, your allowance uh, gets doubled. So whatever daddy's paying you now, when you get 10 if he gives you $5 a week, it becomes $10 a week. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, it's very cool. Very <laughs> cool. So, uh, all right, so Sanjay is going to sit this one out, Kai, and then you're going to ask the questions. Is that what we're doing? Yeah. Oh, very cool. All right, you know how this works, right? So you're going to ask us questions, and then we're going to answer them here in studio, and the folks listening are going <laughs> to uh, play along in their car. You got it? Yeah. All right, keep them clean, Kai. Yeah, I will. Okay, good. All right, what's the first question, buddy? Would you rather only crawl on all fours or only be able to walk backwards? Oh, wow. If I was if I was 9 years old, I would say crawl on all fours, right? Cuz that's that's easier on the back. I mean, when you're young, like if I tried to crawl right now on all fours, I would make it like 10 feet. Um, so I'm going to always walk. That's a very good question, Kai. I'm always going to walk backwards. I think that'll be less taxing on my body. I might get into more incidents. I might run into walls and people, but I'm always going to walk backwards. Deborah Green, executive producer of the show, all fours or walk backwards. <laughs> I'll sorry. take uh, walking backwards. <laughs> You're going to walk backwards. Yep. All right. Sorry about that. Uh, low T Chuck. Oh, I'm walking backwards. Walking backwards? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same reason for me? Or? Absolutely. Yeah, your knees will get all... Yeah, all... I just that seems like way more work than just walking backwards. Yeah. I might run into something every once in a while, but... But you're... Uh, you don't do much walking anyway, right? Nah. Yeah, from the couch to the car to the station... That's it. To the snack machine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just there. Longoria, the yeah, stoic Eskimo. I'm going to walk backwards. I think, I think it'll be hard on my all body right. to get on all fours and walk around like that. No, now Kai, normally I don't ask your dad uh, what his answer would it'd be, but I want to I'm curious, what would you pick on that one? Uh so my knees are already really rough, so I guess I'll just choose to walk backwards. Walk back. Why are your knees rough? <laughs> From soccer? I don't know. They've always No, I just I don't know. One day I just I've had these bumps on my knees since I was born, so Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Caps. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kneecaps. <laughs> All right. Tell, tell uh, your dad to take you to the doctor and check those knees out. We don't, we can't have you having knee trouble at age nine. That's tough. They said it was just something like, I don't know what it was, but I think it was something like dry skin or something. Okay. But it's I fine. don't know. You'll be okay. Uh, what's the next question, Kai? 
Would you rather be able to control the weather or be able to talk to animals? Wow. Um, there's more power probably in controlling the weather, right? Um, but I, I've got you, – you, you know Bosco, right, Kai? Yeah. My dog Bosco. I want to talk to her, so I'm going to talk to animals. That's a tough call, though, because controlling the weather is kind of awesome. Deborah Green, are you going to talk to animals or control the weather? As much as I would like to talk to all the little bunny rabbits in the world, I think <laughs> I'm going to control the weather. Give me a carrot. Give me a carrot. Oh, by the way, they say uh, you're not supposed to feed uh, carrots to uh, rabbits for some reason. My, my rabbit ate carrots. Yeah, but not, don't give them a lot. Maybe a wild rabbit. No, no, like, how? Google it. It was in the news My the other day. My vet said it was Google fine. It. I'll believe the vet. Yeah. All right. Check it out, though. There was something, okay. like, because of the sugar content, maybe? I don't know. Okay. Uh, Chuck, are you going to feed the rabbits? or No, no. What's the question? Oh, control the weather <laughs> or talk to animals? I think talking to animals, as cool as it would be, would get old quickly, and I would never tire of having good weather around me and messing other people's stuff up with it. So, Kai, the animals can talk to us, too, right? Yeah. I just don't think they have that much to say. Yeah, I know How what they're going to say to you. Tell me. Aha, uh-huh, you missed again. <laughs> I mean, that's it, uh-huh. right? I don't need to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what are you firing blanks, Chuck? That's what the, I... the, you don't want the deer. <laughs> you don't want the deer mocking you in the woods. Uh, well done. All right. <laughs> I, I, I'd rather control the weather. Control. Yeah, there's more power. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. huge power. Uh, Longoria. I think I'm going to control the weather. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a superpower. Let's yeah, not yeah, kid yeah. ourselves. Like, you could be in the Justice League if you could control the weather. Absolutely. Yeah, because it gets hot, and I hate yeah. hot weather. It's like, oh, no, there's a nuclear sub coming, and you just go, typhoon. And, you know, you know, you have that power. Uh, that's a good question. Would you rather continues with Sanjay's son, Kai, who turns nine years old today. Happy birthday from all of us, Kai. What is the next question, buddy? Would you rather be the smartest person in the world or be the best athlete in the world? And I could pick any sport? Uh, yeah. I'm going best athlete. I got to do it. <laughs> I know, I know. If I could be the best baseball player in the world, as, as cool as it would be to the smartest person in the world, yeah, give me, give me the best athlete in the world. Deborah Green, who's both smart and athletic, what are you going to choose on this one? Yeah, um, as much as it would be great to be like a gold medal athlete, yeah. You know, that wears out after a while, like you top out an age. Sure. So I think I'll Especially be Especially gymnastics. Oh, yeah. 15, yeah. done. Yeah. So I think I'll be the smartest person and figure out how to make other people do things for me. All right, yeah. yeah. Pass the pass the buckle mm-hmm. on. Uh, delegate. Low T. Chuck. I actually like her answer because I'm going to pick athlete as well. Yeah. But I think I would be okay if I had to tap out at 25 all the millions of dollars I made. I'd, I'd sleep comfortably at night. Would you choose to be the fastest man in the world as a mm, former uh, track athlete? Like, like Usain Bolt. Yeah, like you're faster than Bolt. Wow. Yes. Yeah, that's what you do. <laughs> yes. Yeah. There's, you, there, only have that many, you only have that many races. Yeah. You know, it's not like you're playing tons of baseball exactly. games. Exactly. Get a Wheaties like, box. Four, yes. Yeah. You get like four get races a year. Yeah, give me that. They're, the two, I think the two best... Uh, ways to, you know, the I don't know how to phrase this. The fastest man in the world mm-hmm. and the heavyweight boxing champion are like two of the most prestigious things. Like, because mm-hmm. those are the most primal things we do. We run and we fight, right? Don't fight Kai, by the way. That's not good. And don't get into <laughs> boxing. But like, since, since there have been humans, like yes. we run and fight. So if you're the fastest man or woman and you're the, the, the boxing champion, I guess UFC champ now maybe, sure. that, those are two, to, to me, the, the, the premier things. But I, I'm sticking with baseball. Longoria. Yeah, I'm going to be a best athlete. Best athlete. I think I can go further than that. You, the and the Texans smart. need a quarterback. So. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd definitely step yeah. in for that. What would you pick on that one, Kai? Uh, I mean, I think I would be the best athlete in the world because then I would be – Better than people like Messi and stuff. So you'd pick soccer? Yeah. All right. That's actually good financially because soccer players make more than anybody. So if I was your accountant, I would say, yeah, good job. Pick the soccer. Um, What's the next question, Kai? Would you rather only be, be able to drink from water fountains? Or only be able to eat from vending machines? <laughs> wow. Um Oh, come on, this isn't hard. It is hard. Where's there a water fountain? Like, they even took them out of the building here. No, there's two here. No, they're gone. They just shut them off, but they're still here. All right, whatever. You can't use them. <laughs> you can act like Like a bubbler, as some people call them, yeah. a bubbler. Um, there's hardly any around, and I, I don't want to die of thirst. 
<sighs> Imagine you're home, you're thirsty, you got to go find a, a, uh, a water fountain. <laughs> it's but, called a sink, but... <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, that's that's not... A sink doesn't count, though, Kai, right? You need to, It's got to be a regular water fountain. Yeah, it has to be yeah. a water fountain that you push the button and it gives you... But in the same respect that whenever you want to eat, you're going to have to have a vending machine at your house. But I could, buy, I could do that. I guess I can install a water fountain, too, <laughs> yeah, I guess. This isn't complicated. Yeah, yeah I called the plumber and bring him over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I love coffee too, though. I'm gonna skip this one. I gotta think about it. <laughs> I know, I know. Be, well, because I've I've lived off vending machine food. I, uh, I get when it. When we had the the second floor oh, commissary, you know the how golden much I was years. Up there. I know. Half golden my paycheck years. went up there. <laughs> they were the golden year, and they yanked it because of the Rona. Uh, Deborah Green, water fountain or uh, food uh, machine? I feel like water fountain is just a COVID waiting to happen oh, when you yeah. touch it. But you know the wa- the vending machine. There's more options in the vending machine. Yeah. And yeah, the one upstairs was okay. So okay. I'll do the vending machine. All right, before you answer, Chuck, <laughs> Kai, this means Chuck can't drink beer, right? He can only drink from a water fountain. Yeah. Boom. There you go, well, Chuck. I can hook a keg up to it. And... No, oh, it's water fountain. Wow, you just crushed me with that. I know. Um, I still got to go vending machine. I'll give up booze. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So you'll you'll yeah. drink only from the water fountain. Yeah. So you don't have to eat everything from a vending machine. Yep. Uh, Longoria. I'm going to do the vending machine. Vending machine? Yeah. All right. What would you pick, Kai? Uh, I actually don't know. <laughs> All right, me neither. I'm going to go food in a vending machine. I know that's weird, but you could, uh, Japan, they've got some really fancy vending machines. Oh, so yeah. I do that. You got one more question, Kai? Yes. All right, last question. What you got, buddy? Would you rather eat a live worm for $1,000 or a dead worm for $200? <laughs> a live worm. It's like a, a southern sushi, right? I'll go live worm oh, for a thousand so bucks. Uh, Deborah Green, who's just turned green. If you literally. have to eat the worm anyway, yeah, I might as well eat the live one, yeah. right? Get better payback. Exactly, out of it. Yeah. exactly. Low T Chuck. Chuck's like, I'll eat them both for twelve hundo. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would rather eat the worm jerky than the live worm. Okay. I don't want it wiggling in the my old, mouth. the old yeah. drizzle. Yeah, I'll yeah. take the two hundred, but the old uh, Longoria. I'll take a live worm. Put a, a little tequila worm. shot. Oh yeah, that's right. They used to be in tequila. Oh, they were dead though. They were dead. Though. What do you pick on that one, Kai? Live or dead worm? Uh, dead. All right, Kai. Happy ninth birthday, buddy. Uh, Kai's dad is the official accountant of the Mark Aram Show. You can find him on Facebook, Brass Tax Accounting, or Brass Tax. What are you gonna do to celebrate, Kai? Uh. I mean, I had a drive-by yesterday, and I'm just going to have cake and stuff for dinner. All right. Tell your, by, da- tell your dad to take you to Dairy Queen. And by the way, thank you for that Christmas present you got me. You're welcome, buddy. I'll see you soon. Yes. All right. There you go. Uh, would you rather with Kai on the Mark Aram Show? Down the left field line, headed for the corner. Is it? Is it? It's gone! Billiard is homered! You can't believe the dugout. As soon as he jumped on it, everybody on their feet. The drought is over. Rest in peace, Don Sutton, Hall of Fame uh, player, Hall of Fame broadcaster, and a uh, former co-worker here at WSB. Great dude. Uh, dead uh, at the age of 75, passed away in his sleep. His son announced on Twitter. Uh, coming up in a half an hour, I'll, I'll go in-depth on what Don meant to me, our friendship, and Dave Baker, who knew him as well as anybody as the engineer for the Braves radio broadcast, will join us next hour as well. Uh, just uh, just a, a great dude. Huge loss. I'm, I'm very sad. I am not sad about Kai's performance. That, that was awesome. We got one guy said that we need to replace Sanjay. <laughs> so the first time I was on the radio, I was 18 years old. Mm-hmm. And I didn't sound uh, 10% as good as Kai just did. He's so confident. Unbelievable. Like there was, it was just like he was having a conversation with his friends. If, if you go back and pull my first uh, traffic report on WSB Radio from 1997... You'd be like, you'd hire Kai if you like cl- put the clips next to each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd be like, oh no, we're gonna hire the nine-year-old. Get yeah, out of here. Yeah. Like that was amazing. Calm. Oh yeah. Like it was no big deal. Unbelievable. Could we give him the the midnight to two a.m. shift <laughs> <laughs> after after word on the street? Are there child labor laws? It's only two uh, hours, right? Man, he'd be fine. He could do. Will that. Will you check on that, Deborah, to see if the child labor laws? <laughs> no problem. He sounded so calm and relaxed. Yeah. That's that's yeah, unbelievable. Nine, Great questions it. too. All yeah. of them good. 
Yeah, it's exactly. a rarity that all of them are better dead. than Sanjay did. Yeah. So yeah, I think we might have to bring. I mean, I think uh, Sanjay just got Wally pipped, <laughs> which if you don't know was uh, Wally Pip was oh, the Yankees' man. first baseman, uh, star first baseman, and he ca- he got a cold or something one day. And they're like, all right, we'll put in his backup, Lou Gehrig. And <laughs> Wally Pipp never saw the field again. Lou Gehrig played, you know, 1,600 straight games. Um, that was really good. Uh, all right, coming up after the news, weather and traffic, we are going to go to uh, the nation's capital. Greg Bluestein from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution is going to join us live. Tell us what's going on there. Uh, from uh, Twitter, Force1X says, Storm of the X-Men has uh, the weather thing as a power. I'm not really a big X-Man guy. I'll, I'll take your word for that. But uh, that, that would be a superpower. Super news, weather, and traffic coming up next with Chris Chandler. When we come back. We're going to D.C. with Bluestein. It's the Mark Aram Show on 95.5 WSB. Come on. Hey there. This is Patrick Warburton, and you are listening to the Mark Aram Show. Who, by the way, stole my Jesus fish. 639, 21 in front of 7. Mark Aram and the Banana is with you till 8 p.m. Got a busy second hour. We're going to talk more about the uh, passing of the legend, Hall of Fame pitcher and Braves broadcaster Don Sutton. Uh, Dave Baker is going to join us to uh, discuss that as well. Uh, tomorrow morning, uh, Deborah Green, our uh, inauguration coverage starts at 1130 a.m. here on the main signal, 95.5 WSB. The regular programming will be heard on AM 750. So we're going to split uh, the programming. So Rush is going to be on at noon on AM 750. All the inauguration coverage here starting at 1130. And I think I heard Eric say, Loti, that he's going to do his last half hour of his local show on this station. Uh, with, yeah, 11 to 1130. With Slade and Von Hessler. Yes. So, uh, so we got it covered on the inauguration tomorrow. And we're going to start our coverage right now. Joining us from the nation's capital, uh, political reporter for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, our buddy and yours, Greg Bluestein. Greg, how was your trip up to the D.C. area? Uneventful, but it was my first time on an airplane since the pandemic. So that, that was a unique experience for me, but it was really smooth. How did that go, by the way? Was everything okay? I mean, was there yeah, social distancing? Yeah, sat on an aisle seat. There was no middle seats, and um, very easy trip. And I was in my hotel within like twenty minutes of landing. What's uh, have you been near uh, Capitol Hill? Have you been uh, downtown? Uh, what's the scene like in D.C. tonight? Fortress D.C. I, I've been about as close as you can get without um, without the actual pass to get into the Capitol. But yeah, ringed with not just one or two barriers, but multiple barriers. There's there's hundreds of National Guard troops. It seems like everywhere you look. They're even staying in my in my hotel, so my lobby, my hotel lobby, was just swarming with with troops. I feel very secure and safe, um, but yeah, there's there's security everywhere. Greg Bluestein from the AJC joining us on the Mark Aram Show. I would imagine you're more up there to cover uh, the swearing in of Georgia's two new senators than the uh, than the uh, ceremony tomorrow. Or am I am I incorrect on that? Yeah, we'll be covering both me and Tia Mitchell, our Washington correspondent. Um, we uh, we weren't sure about the timing for the Senate runoff uh, with the Senate victors um, when we scheduled the trip, but we figured it would be uh, maybe Wednesday or Thursday. So in a, in a unique coincidence, there'll be the inauguration will be around noonish, and the swearing in of Ossoff and Warnock will be around 4:30, so right after each other. Uh, are are you attending the inauguration? How does that work? Are you credentialed to to cover it? I am, yeah. Tia will be, um, our Washington correspondent, Tia Mitchell, will be at the actual inauguration in front of the Capitol steps, and I'll be um, closer to the White House, so a little further back than she is, um, but um, still in the vicinity where she will be, she'll have, uh, you know, a, not a front row seat, but maybe a fourth row seat to the whole affair. I can't imagine that we're going to see throngs of people, like common folk, at the inauguration tomorrow. Do we have any predictions on what the crowd's going to be like? It's not going to be big at all. I mean, the, the mayor here is, is, is encouraging people to stay home. The streets are mostly empty. It's very easy to get reservations at, a, at, a, at restaurants right now. It's just it, it's, it's kind of like a ghost city. I mean, there's still people walking around, but it's not nearly the scene that we saw four years ago when there was galas and balls and events and parties left and right. It is very understated right now. Greg Bluestein from the AJC joining us live in D.C. Uh, the inauguration tomorrow. Again, our coverage starts live at 11.30 a.m. So, uh, as soon as Joe Biden is inaugurated as the 46th president, uh, the 45th president uh, is officially retired. Uh, talk to me about Donald Trump's legacy as he closes out his four-year term as president. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be marred no matter how you look at it by the insurrection attempt at the Capitol uh, on January 6th, the day after Georgia's runoffs. 
um, there's there's more and more Republicans who are voicing their discontent with with how the president handled that. Um, you, you, you heard Mitch McConnell, the Senate Majority Leader, for another day, um, say that that Trump's lies, Trump's repeating of falsehoods about the election, in, incited um, that 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 event. Um, and Republicans in Georgia are left in turmoil because there's the president sparked a divide among Georgia GOP officials. Those who stood against his claims of, of a rigged election and widespread voter fraud were, are being targeted by those who stood with the president and promoted those false claims. So he's leaving a, a Republican Party in sort of wreckage right now. Greg Bluestein, uh, good luck. Uh, I'm, I'm, I was I was kind of pumped. I didn't know you were going up there uh, when I saw your picture. I was like, oh snap, Bluestein's in D.C. That's pretty cool. Enjoy the trip. Hopefully, you can uh, grab a bite with our buddy Jamie Dupree and and catch up with him. And uh, when are you heading back into town? Uh, Thursday. So very quick trip. Oh, all right. Turn, quick turnaround. Uh, Greg is on Twitter, at Bluestein, and, of course, you can read his stuff, AJC.com. Greg, really appreciate your time, as always, buddy. Be safe up there. Thanks for having me. There you go. Greg Bluestein in the nation's capital. We'll come right back, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK, always on Twitter uh, and Instagram, at Mark Arum, M-A-R-K-A-R-U-M. This is The Mark Arum Show. First pitch swinging, high fly ball, deep to right field. Back goes Everett, back goes Everett, and it's out of here. Another grand slam for Chipper Jones. Off the glove of Carl Everett. Four RBIs and a 5-1 to one lead. The fireworks go off. At Turner Field. Rest in peace to the Hoffer. Hall of Famer Don Sutton uh, died in his sleep at the age of 75. Great dude, great friend, great broadcaster, great co-worker. We'll talk in depth about Don's legacy coming up next hour. Uh, Alan joins us on the Mark Aram Show. Hey, Alan, welcome to the program. Hey, thank you. Um, I was You actually mentioned uh, something in, or somebody that I was thinking about, uh, Jamie Dupree. I haven't heard him lately. Yeah, Jamie. Uh, Jamie's contract expired, and he is on his own now. And he does a uh, daily newsletter um, that you can subscribe to. I subscribe to it. It is awesome. So you still get the same great Jamie Dupree stuff uh, in newsletter form. It comes into your uh, email every morning, um, and he's he's on his own now. He's doing his own thing and, and doing really well at it. Well, good. I'm glad glad to hear he's doing well. I I just I, I miss him, so I. Uh... I was wondering about it. Yeah, he's all right. I'll have to check, check that out. What JamieDupree.com or something? Or? Um, well, you can find him on Facebook. Are you on Facebook, Alan? Yes, sir. Yeah, I can do just that. just search uh, Jamie Dupree on Facebook, and he'll have a, a link that you can click to subscribe to the newsletter. All right, thank you. Have you, a great night. You too, Alan. Um, this is pretty interesting. So we talked to Greg Bluestein. The uh, the two new New Georgia senators are going to take office on Wednesday. Um, the person, one of the people that lost in the race, Kelly Leffler. Did you see what she's doing, Chuck? Excuse me, Charles Thomas III, our political correspondent. Oh, is this with her paycheck? Yeah, she's yeah. donating her last paycheck to the Capitol Police Memorial Fund. I think that's pretty cool. She do She's donated every paycheck she's received as a senator, mm -hmm. uh, which I think is very noble considering she's worth... You know, like, like <laughs> me and Erickson combined. Yeah. That's how, yeah. Uh, Super rich. But that I think that's a very classy move to donate to the uh, I, I think she she handled herself really well last Wednesday and beyond. Right. The way she handled the loss and so. on the floor of the Senate. Uh, I think I don't know if she ever has any further political ambitions, but uh, she I, I tip her hat for, you know, for how she's uh, behaved and, and reacted in the last seven days. Better than some. Yeah, better than some. That that's why we pay you for the political analysis. Right there. <laughs> there you go. Better, better than some. Uh, you can't get that anywhere. I'm sorry, you just can't. <laughs> Diane is in Lawrenceville, Georgia. Diane, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. Hi, thanks. Am I too early to share a memory about Don Sutton? No, go ahead, Diane. Uh, well, he, you know, they had their talking, calling radio shows years ago yeah. on your station, and. I was watching the match game one night, and he was on the panel, and he was sat on the top row. He's the first guy there. So I called into the talk show, and I said, oh, were you on the match game? And he said, well, yes. 
And he said it was one of the best times he ever had. And I thought, oh, I'm so neat that I saw him on the match game and I got to talk to him and now I can tell you all about it. That was like in the seventh, the original match game he was on that. Yeah. Yeah, Deborah's yeah, gonna. If you could find that uh, clip, Deborah, I would love to to post it. Yeah, I remember that because uh, Match Game. I mean, obviously with Millennial Match Game, uh, Match Game was my favorite favorite uh, game show as a kid. Mostly, I like Gene Rayburn's Skinny Microphone. Like I oh, thought, yes. I thought that was the cool. <laughs> like, what is that? It's like a little you know drumstick microphone. It's very cool. But yeah, so I'll try to find that and I'll post it on uh, on Facebook and Twitter. Good uh, good memory there that uh, Don was on uh, Match Game in the seventies. Teresa. Uh, my darling in Kingston. Teresa, welcome to the show. How are you? All right. I thought I'd share a funny story with you that uh, might cheer you up. Okay. Uh, you know, I, I make masks for people, and I donate them. Mm-hmm. And I took some with me to my doctor's office, and it was all I could do to stop. I had to stop myself to go say, hey, ladies, and ring a bell. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's amazing. Can we hear that? The little uh, Russ in Gainesville? Uh-huh. Hey, hey, this is it. Hey, ladies! Get funky. There you go. Uh, well, keep on making those masteries. That's the, you're I'm doing God's work. over 800. Wow. I, I keep going. So I prefer these disposable ones because... The, the cloth ones like Longoria makes or wears, um, like if I wear them in the morning, I get makeup on them from TV, and they just look cruddy and disgusting. And I get to clean it all the time. So I've been doing uh, these disposable ones, which work, but the latest round keep breaking on me. Oh. Like the little the little things break off, and then I got to you know, MacGyver it to fit on my face again. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah. Maybe I need a Teresa mask from Kingston. Uh, but I don't know. I prefer the disposable ones. I can breathe better, breathe easier. Uh, when we come back of news, weather, and traffic, remembering Don Sutton, I'll share my memories. Dave Baker's going to join us. Got some more audio. Rest in peace to the Hall of Famer, Don Sutton. Uh, we'll be right back. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is The Mark Aram Show. The Mark Aram Show is performed before a live studio audience. No, I want this town to be near you. Back to the show and a good Tuesday Eve to you. Mark Aram here. You there at 7.06, six minutes after 7 o'clock. This is the Mark Aram Show, heard Monday through Friday, uh, 6 to 8 p.m. on 95.5 WSB, Atlanta's News and Talk. The whole gang here tonight, Devara Green, producer of the show, Longoria, the stoic Eskimo on the other side of the takeout window. Uh, you know what? Oh, I, I pump faked you on the low teacher. I don't know. I think we should call him the skinny Eskimo now instead of the stoic Eskimo. Okay. He's still stoic. Yeah, I'm so, I, Can you be stoic and thin at the same time? Yeah, look sure. At her. Yeah. I guess Lincoln was stoic, and he was he was a thin <laughs> guy. All right, the stoic. <laughs> sorry, I pumped Wait, you on that. Uh, the stoic, skinny Eskimo, and then low T Chuck. Screen your calls. Uh, uh, mourning the loss of uh, our uh, one of our favorite coworkers here uh, and and dear departed broadcaster Don Sutton. I'm gonna play a little more audio. Jay Black's been pulling some uh, classic Don Sutton audio for us. Blazer nods yes to Lieberthal and sends a 2-0 pitch off. Hit high and deep to left. How far will this one go? Another monster blast by Andrew Jones. His sixth, his 25th RBI. It's seven to nothing. So Don passed away at the age of 75, and and, uh, I didn't know him as well as Dave Baker, who's going to join us in a second. But uh, I worked with him for a number of years when I was part of the Braves broadcast team. I would do the pregame and postgame show. And the fact that he knew who I was at all was amazing to me. Um, Like, he would, I remember the first time that I knew he knew who I was. I was at the game, and I was walking to the press box. He's like, hey, Mark Aaron, what's going on? And I was like, oh my God, like, I had no idea he knew who I was. Yeah. That was like when I first started doing stuff with the Braves. And then uh, through the years when I would do the pre- and post-game show, I would always make a point to try to drop in. And he was he was just so warm and welcoming. And I remember one time my dad was in, uh, in town, and I took him to a Braves game. I wasn't working that game. And I took him up to the press box, and you could see that my dad was very impressed that I was friends with Don Sutton, right? Like, right. they're the same age. They grew up. My dad grew up watching Don Sutton pitch for the Dodgers, and 
Like, you could tell, like, I was still kind of, not that I'm anybody now in radio, but I was still, like, yeah, like, barely making it. And you could see my dad was like, oh, all right, you know, this is, you know, all right, Don Sutton knows, knows who you are. Right. Yeah. You know, <laughs> right, right. I'm not going to worry about you anymore. And I remember one time um, I had, I came up with a book idea uh, as, a, as a baseball fanatic, as a former pitcher. I was always curious how pitchers held grips for different pitches, whether it's a fastball, a curveball, a slider, whatever, a changeup. And uh, so I would often I'd bring a baseball to Don. I'd be like, show me how you, you hold your, your, your fastball. Show me how you held your changeup. And I had this book idea for like uh, not, a, not a coffee table book per se, but like a book mostly of pictures. And it, it would just be pictures like Don Sutton's hand holding his fastball or Phil Necro's hand showing his holding the, the curveball. So just a picture of their hands with their name underneath and like this is Phil Necro's curveball. And uh, so I was talking to Don about doing this book. He's like, that's a great idea. He's like, I'll, I'll, you know, get a hall of famers to, to do this with you. Like Fergie Jenkins, blah, blah, blah. Like that, you know, he was like, really, I was like, Oh my God, this is actually going to happen. So Bortz at the time, uh, was writing a book and he hooked me up with his, uh, book agent. And I was like, this is really going to happen. And the book agent did like a quick search. He's like, uh, yeah, it's been done already. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, uh, not not the exact same thing, right, but like but similar. Similar. I was like, man, Ugh. I was so sad. But, oh, you're but that close, Don. I mean, Don was a superstar b- baseball player, superstar broadcaster, and it's sad. You know, when I when I was doing the Brave stuff, it was Skip, Don, Joe, and Pete, and Joe's the last man standing. Like three of the the best dudes I ever knew, uh, Skip Carey and. And Pete Van Weren and now Don Sutton. It's a sad day for Braves Nation and a really sad day for Dave Baker, uh, not only home of the uh, the host of the Home Fix It show, uh, but also a, a decades-long member of the Braves broadcast team as an engineer. Dave, sorry for your loss, brother. How you doing? <laughs> Pretty good. I heard some of your stories. Those are, those are great stories. Yeah, Don was – and uh, I, I remember, you know, doing the post-game show. Uh, I, I don't think I'm speaking out of turn. But I would finish doing, like, sometimes I would do the post-game show at the stadium. And, and on the road games, I would do it here at home. And I'd finish up the post-game. And then uh, Don would be like, hey, Mark, you want a glass of wine? You know, like, he would invite <laughs> me to have, he had a bottle of wine. And I'm like, well, it's, it's 11.30, and i got to get up for TV in, in three hours, so I'm going to pass. But he was just such a warm, welcoming dude, wasn't he, Dave? Yeah, I'm surprised you waited till you were done with the post-game show. <laughs> nice. <laughs> You know, the, the great thing about him, too, is, is like a lot of your great sports stars, okay, the guys that you want to be, that you meet as a sports, and they're sports stars, he had a, a bunch of great stories that he would share with you. And I think everybody who runs into a guy who is a sports guy would love to hear those old stories, and Don would just rattle them off for you, like he said. He was, uh, and he like, that's what made him such a, and I didn't know this until I've been starting to read up on some of the obituaries that have come out. That that as a player, he knew he wanted to get into broadcasting after his playing career. Like that was something he knew he wanted to do, and obviously did it amazingly. He's in the Braves Hall of Fame as a broadcaster. But that was part of the beauty, especially when him and uh, he and Pete teamed up on the radio, and you had the professor and you had Don weaving these stories in and the the unmatched knowledge. I mean, that's just some of the best radio of all time. Yeah, there's some tape out there. I think of Skip doing uh, interviewing Don as a player. And Don telling Skip at the end of his interview that he was going to take Skip's job with the Braves someday. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's pretty. And they got to work together. And uh, so, what? What? How long were you uh, working with Don, Dave? How long were you uh, teamed up with him on the broadcast team? What? Well, Ten years. Ninety-five, the championship year through uh, two thousand four. Yeah, and and the friendship continued after. Um, oh yeah. I know he was very generous. Uh, you know, Don obviously very well off from a, an amazing Hall of Fame career. Uh, talk about some of the generosity you saw with him on the road. Oh my goodness! You know, he he treated everybody like a family. If you were his friend, he treated you like family. Yeah. And, off days, you could he'd set up golf, or we'd all go play golf, and then we'd all go on dinner, and we'd all drink wine. And it was because Don could get a table at any restaurant just by saying Don Sutton. Yeah. And and Dave Baker could get a tea time <laughs> at almost any course by saying this is Don Sutton. Yeah. And then when you get there, you know, oh, Don Where's couldn't Don? make it today. Yeah. Don, Don's a little under the weather today. Yeah. Sorry, he couldn't make it. But we're still here. Uh, so take care. But. That's that was the thing. The more you, the more I thought about it, you know, when I first heard the news, it was like, oh, that's too bad. That was he. He had not been well for the yeah. last couple of years, and then you go, that's sad. That's. And, and, but the more I thought about how he treated my family, 
uh, like family made it sadder and sadder and sadder. And it was like, good grief. Uh, during all-star breaks, he would take us down, uh, have us down to his spot on Destin. He had a condo in Destin. Yeah. The whole family would go down and stay with him there in the winter, every winter for like seven or eight years. We would, he would invite us out to Palm Springs to stay at his house and play golf and just have a good time. And it, it was amazing. And uh, a lot of good times were had. Talking to Dave Baker, home of the Home Fix-It show on the Mark Aram show, the passing of Don Sutton. I remember the one time Don legitimately got mad at me, and it's actually a kind of funny story. So I don't know if you remember, back when Clark Howard was doing Afternoon Drive, he had a segment with Don Sutton, right? Don Sutton would come on for a couple of minutes. Oh, yeah. yeah. And and Clark Clark knows football, but really doesn't know baseball. So uh, he asked me, he's like, hey, would you mind every morning... Uh, when you get off TV, will you just write on an index card like four or five questions that I can ask Don for the <laughs> afternoon show? So I would do that, and I'd slip it in uh, Krista's mailbox. And so he would have, like, legitimate you know, like questions about last night's game or looking ahead, like really good baseball questions because I knew the Braves. And I remember there's one morning I took off, and I didn't write the questions. And the next time uh, I saw Don... He was like, what the hell was wrong with your questions on Thursday, dude? Those are the worst questions I've ever, you've ever asked me. Because he knew I was writing them for Clark. Apparently, they let him know that. Like, don't ask, they'll follow up with Clark. Because he didn't come up with these questions. Aram did. And I was like, oh, man, I'm sorry. I had the morning off. I totally forgot to do it. He goes, they were the dumbest questions I've ever ever heard in my life. I was like, oh, I'm sorry, Don. But uh, he was great and always willing to help out here on the radio, too. Like, doing Clark Howard show every night. He loved that. He absolutely loved being on with Clark. It was always, oh, well, i got to be on with Clark in two minutes. And then in two minutes, he was so proud. He, he was a very proud man, um, Don Sutton, Mark. He was, he was proud of being from lower Alabama uh, in the Pensacola area. He grew up down there. He, he kind of had a, a country feel to him a little bit. But you go to any of those high schools or rotary clubs down there in, in lower Alabama and Pensacola area, he's in the Hall of Fame. He's, I've been to I've been to at least four Hall of Fame dinners for Don, not counting the baseball Hall of Fame dinner. But everybody, it's anybody in Lower Alabama. Oh yeah, Don Sutton. Yeah, he's in our Hall of Fame. Oh yeah, yeah. did he go to school here? No, no, no. But uh, he went down the road there. But he's in our Hall of Fame too. <laughs> what uh, Don as a Hall of Fame player? Uh, that I would imagine just earned him immediate respect from the current Braves teams what he, that he was covering and broadcasting. What was the relationship Don had with with current Braves players when when he was broadcasting? Uh, it wasn't bad. It was he, he liked to help out. He wanted to help out. There was a I don't want to get into it too much. You know, Leo was you know who's this guy Bakes? <laughs> uh, he was a pitching coach, so Don tread carefully around that relationship of Leo and his pitchers. But they would come to him at times and ask, you know, what am I doing wrong? What do you see? You know, how should I hold this ball? I was reading Mark Aram's book. I said, I'm holding the ball wrong. Uh, what do you think? Just in, in the younger ones, especially, you know, not, not necessarily maybe the, the small school avenatics. Uh, sure, sure, group. yeah. Uh, although they did get advice from Don. But the other ones would, you know, he, he was quick to counsel if, if they asked him. He wasn't quick to step in because he knew the relationship between the pitching coach. He was not the pitching coach, but he was always there looking in and uh, able to help them. So as, as Don is from lower Alabama, but he pitched the majority of his uh, baseball career uh, with the, the Los Angeles Dodgers. I, I have to imagine though, um, like he was, he was, he became more of a Braves fan than a Dodgers fan by the end of everything. Right. Oh, I, I think so. And I, and, his story of becoming a Braves fan is like everybody's almost story about being a Braves fan. They're on TV every yeah, night. Exactly Everywhere right. in the world, they're on TV every night. So he saw that, and he saw, well, this looks like a great job. I want to do this. I want to do that. And, and that's where he got in, and that made him extremely proud to be on TBS every night. You know, the, the kid from lower Alabama who is, uh, you know, look at me. I'm coast to coast, border to border on TBS every night doing Brace baseball, which I love to do, and that's how I became a Brace fan. You know, watching up in uh, on TBS in, in Connecticut, and I'm, I have a picture from 1992 in Yankee Stadium wearing a Braves hat, which was you know, which was pretty remarkable. <laughs> Dave, Dave Baker, uh, the Home Fix It Show host, joining us here on the Mark Aram Show. Uh, Don Sutton, in case you're just joining us, uh, passed away in his sleep at the age of 75. His son announced on uh, Twitter. Do we know anything about? 
any uh, any celebration of life? Or the have the Braves announced anything, Dave? I have not heard anything from the Braves, and I was curious. I was just talking to somebody before we came on the air with the pandemic going on, and then you know the, the numbers that you're allowed to have. Uh, would he be in California where the numbers are probably tighter or would it be in lower Alabama, which is where I would suspect it to be, or what, you know, would there be a something in Atlanta? I'm sure there'll be services or memorials everywhere, but I don't know. You know, the whole thing is kind of up in the air with how many people can go by, how many people will they drive by? You know, it's, I don't know. I haven't heard. All right. Uh, have you talked to Joe? I have not talked to Joe. I've uh, I've not talked to any of them yet. Uh, Joe's been hard to get, a little out of pocket, as you can imagine. Yeah. Uh, his time is probably uh, pretty well taken up with people wanting to know. Don had a big circle of friends, and, and my friends, Dave's friends, were also Don's friends, mm-hmm. and Joe's friends were Don's friends. So, you know, it radiated out a long ways, and and uh, there's there's a lot of uh, sadness on the internet tonight. No doubt. Well, uh, sorry again for your loss. Um, real quick, uh, Home Fix-It show this weekend. What do we got coming up, and what time is it on? Uh, it's on 9 to noon, and we're going to talk about problems that people have in their homes and how to fix them. <laughs> Excellent. We're going to try something a little different. This Hell week. of a tease, Dave Baker. <laughs> Dave, thanks for your time again. Uh, sorry for your loss, and uh, I'll see you Thank soon, you, buddy. Mark. There you yeah, go. Everybody's Dave. lost. Thank you. Take care, bud. Uh, Dave Baker makes more in three hours than all of us combined. <laughs> True. Amazing career for Dave Baker. Uh, we'll take your calls and remembering Don Sutton, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is The Mark Aram Show. Mark Aram on 95.5 WSB, Atlantis News and Talk. 735, 57 degrees, see, unseasonably warm. I think uh, what Kirk Mellish would say, unseasonably warm. Uh, Mourning the loss of Don Sutton. I got another uh, Don Sutton clip here, Longoria, if you don't mind. Fly ball, right field, deep. Is it deep enough? Is it gone? Is it a slam? Yes, it is. A grand slam homer for Chipper Jones. Have yourself a day. Five RBIs, and the Braves now lead it 10-3. to three. Don Sutton, uh, rest in peace at the age of 75. Uh, it was amazing to work with Don Sutton, and it was amazing to to know that Don Sutton knew who I was. I mean, the first time he said my name aloud, like, I had no idea he knew who I was. Like, he's Don Sutton. He's a Hall of Famer. I'm a chubby Jewish kid wearing a <laughs> WSB shirt. Like, I, I knew he knew I worked at the station because I'm wearing, the, you know, right, right. the WSB T-shirt. He's like, hey, Mark Aaron, what's going on? I'm like, oh, my God. But the coolest thing was, did you get to meet him? I got to meet him at the, the, the Radio Hall, Hall of Fame. Fame. That was the first time and only time I've ever met One of the coolest him, yes. moments of my life when in 2017 I got inducted into the Georgia Radio Hall of Fame and one of the fellow inductees was Don Sutton. Like the fact that I got into Hall of Fame is an amazing honor, but the fact that I was inducted with Don Sutton, like I couldn't ask for anything more than that. Like as a baseball fan, lifelong dream. So uh, the my high school does like an alumni newsletter and the guy that puts it together um, reached out to me and say, Hey, we want to, you know, feature you. We've run out of other people that actually, he's, you know, <laughs> that were finally, important. yeah, finally we, we were, he's like, finally got to you. Yeah. So he's like, uh, just send me some pictures, whatever. And, and some information and we'll put you in the, in the newsletter. But well, that's pretty cool. You know? So I sent one of the pictures I sent was with me and Don Sutton at the radio hall of fame induction. And the dude right wrote back. He's like, is that Don Sutton? Like, <laughs> Question mark, exclamation mark. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah. He's like, oh, what is this about? You know? So I told him, I was like, yeah. So that that's that was pretty amazing. Did you, you met him. I that did. was before Alex Williams' wife fed you tater tots. That was before. That yeah. Was, yeah, that was pre-tater tot right. eating. Yes. <laughs> what, was, what was the bigger highlight, meeting Don Sutton or getting hand-fed tater tots? Pro- probably meeting Don Sutton. Yeah, okay, yeah, good. Yeah. Ouch. <laughs> that, was, that was good. Uh, Harry's in Atlanta. Harry, welcome to the show. How are you, sir? I'm fine. How are you? Ah, uh, my man. Well, check this out. I just heard that uh, Mr. Don Sutton passed away, and um, I I just wanted to share with you that I go so far back with Don Sutton. Uh, My mother and um, her best friend used to work in the press box, and you may may know them as Liz and Ruthie. Oh, yeah. Yes. So um, uh, my mom and Ruthie gave me the opportunity to uh, meet Don Sutton, take some pictures with him, and Mr. Vic was uh, the photographer for the Braves at the time. And he used to take us down on the field and hang out with him and go in the press box. And that's the time he introduced me to 
Chief Nakahoma. And I'm sure you remember him. The old Braves uh, mascot, yeah. Absolutely. So once Chief Nakahoma left the stadium, I became Rally and Homer, the Brave, the mascot. What? Yes. And um, once I created the uh, mascot. When, when was this? Uh, this was in, um, I guess, 85 or something like that. And um, I became Rally and Homer. And then Ted Turner offered me the job to work for the Atlanta Hawks. Well, hold, hold, Harry hold, the Hawks. Harry, so hang, my, on, hey, hang on one second, because I want to I, I hear more about this. That's pretty amazing. Uh, we we got to break for news. Can you hang on? Yes, I can. All right. This is he just he just outed his secret identity. Like that's huge. Like the mascots are never supposed to tell you. Like their wives don't know what they do for a living, and he just he just blew his. It's like Superman's like, yeah, I'm Clark Kent. What's up? That's what we just heard on WSB Radio. We'll come back, Russ in Gainesville. More of your thoughts on the passings of Don Sutton. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB Talk. This is the Mark Aram Show. This is Arthur Blank, and you're listening to the Mark Aram Show. And the 0-2 pitch to Vidro. Swung on and missed. So Smoltz win this one on three straight splitters. And he will leave the tying run 90 feet away. Welcome back to the show. 736, 24 in front of 8. Morning, the loss of our former co-worker and pal, Don Sutton, dead at the age of 75. Your thoughts and remembrances at 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Programming note, tomorrow, I hope we have a short show. Because of Georgia Bulldog basketball, we're going to be on 6 to 6.30. If we have a long show, that means things didn't go well at the inauguration. So let's just hope we have a short show tomorrow. Our inauguration coverage starts tomorrow morning at 11.30 a.m. Uh, and throughout the inauguration, our regularly scheduled broadcasts will be on AM 750. So we're going to do a split thing tomorrow. But you can hear us all on every format, any way you want, tomorrow, 6 to 6.30. Let's hope. It is a short, short show. Uh, Harry is in Atlanta. Harry, uh, before the break, uh, told us a remarkable story about meeting Don, then becoming Chief Nakahoma, and then Harry the Hawk. That, Absolutely. Did you grow up wanting to be a mascot? How did that happen? Well, it, um, I didn't grow up being a mat or wanting to be a mascot, uh, but I was a dancer at North Northside High School of Performing Arts. I was in the band. Okay. And I had a dance group, and we went to a – uh, baseball game and you know they they between innings they would play music and my dance group would just dance and all of a sudden I decided to jump out on the field thinking I wouldn't go to jail or anything but I jumped out on the field and I started break dancing and somebody came up to me and gave me their card and say hey we may have a job for you um, I didn't know I was taking Chief Nakahoma's job I, wow. I know I know he was up in the TP. Yeah. But I never wanted to sit in the TP. So they allowed me to go on the field and hang out with the players and the grounds crew. And uh, I used to go up into the um, the sky boxes and into the stadium clubs and just meet and greet and hang out with people, sign autographs, take pictures, and just have a good time. And um, and then once Ted Turner offered me the Harry the Hawk job, at the time they didn't even have a, a, a mascot. And so I begged them to put my name on the costume. And they said, no, what we'll do is we'll let the audience choose the name and whoever name we pick, they'll have season tickets for the next season. But lo and behold, they called me to the Omni uh, two hours before I was supposed to be there and escorted me down to my dressing room. And I had five costumes with my name on the back. Now that blew me away. Harry. And from <laughs> yes. And that's my real name, you know. And I see so that. It, so it's, it's so I honor. know I'm gonna dump I'll tell that. You who it yeah, is. no, don't say it again. Don't say it again. Okay. I've been sworn yeah. to, I've been sworn to secrecy on that. Okay. All yeah. Right. I've I still go down there from time to time and uh, I hang out and do a couple of shows with him and uh, perform on the on the floor with when, him. when did you stop being Harry full time? Uh full time I stopped in two thousand three. Okay, so I was I was doing some Hawks games when you were down there. That's pretty. Uh, that's pretty uh, awesome. Yeah, that's cool. And, and it's, um, I'm I'm hating the fact that I didn't get to meet you face to face. Well, I saw you in your costume, and that that's well, that was good enough. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, you know what, Harry? Uh, I'm going to put you on hold. Chuck, uh, get Harry's contact info. Uh, I want to talk to you uh, longer when we have more time because I bet you have some sure. great stories. All right, so hang on, yeah. Harry. Appreciate the call, buddy. Uh, that's pretty awesome. You dumped you dumped him where he said the the Harry's current real name, right? I hope I got it. Okay. 
Because I'm not used to dumping names. You don't you know? understand. I mean, mascots like, are, yeah, you're not a, supposed to know who yeah, the mascots you, are. Like, it's, penalty of death, I've been sworn not, I mean, but to be fair, I didn't say his real name on the air, Harry. Yeah, did. it wasn't you. He was like, hey, I knew who it is. It's, it's little T-Chuck, you know, but uh, all right, hopefully we got rid of that. Uh, Russ joins us in Gainesville, Georgia. Russ, come here a minute. I want to talk to you. What's going on, Russell? Hey, buddy. You know why you got along so well with Don Sutton? Why is that? He's born on my birthday, April 2nd. That's why. You guys are, what is that, Aquarius, Sagittarius? No, uh, Libra? Aries. Aries, of course. The, the... You know, another thing, um, this is Dolly Parton's birthday. And yeah. she just turned 75 today. It's a lot so of big birthdays birthday. today. Dolly Parton's birthday, Karen Mitten's birthday, and Longoria's first crush. Her birthday is today. Paula Dean turned 74. Oh, today. yeah. Yeah. She, uh, Longoria fell in love with her over the butter and the biscuit. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. So a lot of big birthdays today. Uh, Russ, we got a short show tomorrow, 6 to 6.30. So I don't know if, uh, uh, I don't know what's going on. But if you want to skip tomorrow, I'll give you the day off. You'll still get paid for it. Okay. Though. Okay. Yeah. Hey, you know why I think Dolly Parton looks so great? <laughs> uh, because, <Still>. why? <laughs> she had no children, ever. Really? Just her out. That's right. Childless. All right. I did not know that. All right. She's a, she is uh, just a great. It was so funny. So you know, Deborah, like Fred and I like to drop little musical lines in. Uh, yeah, I catch them all the time. Yeah. Though. So so we did today a couple. I did Islands in the Stream. Uh, I heard that one. Yeah. Yeah. And then of course, that's all like in my head all day long has been Islands in the Stream. It's a great now. song. It is a great yeah. song. Like it's stuck in my head right now. And now everyone else is gonna have it stuck in their head. Islands <laughs> in the Stream. That is what Russ is. All right, I'm going to stop singing now. Russ, have a good night. I'll talk to you Thursday, buddy. Thanks a lot, Mark. All right, uh, we're going to get back to more calls on Don Sutton uh, in just a second. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Let's go to Low T. Chuck from the state of Montana. I would imagine, Chuck, growing up in Montana, because of the the small uh, amount of people in the state and the the likelihood you're going to run into traffic, Road rage, probably not a big thing in the no. state of Montana, right? Non-existent, right? And then you yeah. move to Atlanta, road rage is is pretty commonplace. Yes. Become a much more aggressive driver living down here than yeah. I was when I was home. What about you in Texas, Longoria? Texas, uh, Corpus, road rage a thing? Uh, not really, but in Houston, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, Houston, Texas. But here, up. certainly more. Oh, definitely. Yeah, and uh, Deborah, who grew up in uh, Wisconsin, mm-hmm. uh, snow Mobile rage? I mean, what kind of rage is going on? So my town's pretty small. I mean, there's not even lines on the road or anything like that. There's there's no one's driving fast. But if you go to Milwaukee, you'll hit some traffic, and then you have all the the Illini commuting. That's the only time Uh, you really get it. Milwaukee. Yes. Yes. Uh, So I actually experienced, I grew up in a kind of small town, like 30,000 people, but there was a lot of road rage on the streets of Torrington, Connecticut. Like really? just, yeah, just angry folks. They're just angry at the weather. They're angry oh, okay. at you know they're life. Just overall just, mood. Yeah, the, the whole town has been, been pretty much angry. Um, but hopefully, when they see me in the alumni newsletter, they'll stop yeah, being oh, so yeah. angry. All right, so Deborah's come up with the angriest states in America, and this is based basically Deborah on road rage, right? This is where the data comes from. That's one of the biggest ones. Yeah. Yeah. So this is from the uh, National Highway Tra- Traffic Safety Administration's uh, data, and it's the anger index. Uh, any guesses on the angriest state of the 50, Low T. Chuck? Oh, it's either got to be something like New York or something weird like Louisiana. New York is number 11. Wow, really? New York is number wow, 11. really? Yeah. Longoria, what do you think is the angriest state in the union? The angriest state? Yes. Mm. Texas? Uh, oh, so it's actually more involved. It's road rage. It's hate cr- crime data, oh. uh, crimes per capita. Um, internet comment like this. All right, I thought it was oh, just road rage, but there's a lot of stuff. So, what did you say? Indiana? No, it's a Texas. Oh, <laughs> Texas is uh, no 26th, hmm. just okay. behind Georgia. Georgia's 25th. Wow. Um, our states. Let's see. Um, Montana 22nd. So that's an angrier state than Georgia. What do you think about that, Chuck? Well, but if they take into that other stuff, you got to think it takes a far less crime. Only. Certain crimes only have to happen maybe once in the whole Good state, yeah, yeah, and it throws exactly. it all out of whack. One guy's five... identity gets stolen in it. Right, yeah. and that's two-fifths of the population. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're like, what? Okay, well, there's um, like five people up there. Connecticut, the seventh angriest state. So I knew it was, okay. I knew it was angry. Uh, Tejas, Texas is 26th, I mentioned. Wisconsin is 
Not on the 12. list. Twelve. Twelve. That doesn't jive to me. I don't think cheese yeah, heads are that. It's winter. It's cold. You get angry. Yeah. Uh, the least angry states. This is pretty crazy. Oklahoma, the least angry state. I can see that. Really? Are they just yes. dodging tornadoes? They don't have time to be angry? You got a lot of natives there. They're, they're uh, usually pretty chill. All right. Uh, 49th, Kentucky. 48th, Wyoming. 47th, New Hampshire. I disagree. New Hampshire folk are ornery. They're ornery. <laughs> ornery. <laughs> they are. They're those, senior citizens. They are. They're the live free or die folk oh, in New Hampshire. Oh, yeah. They're ornery. I think they've got like jealousy, right? So they're right next to Vermont. And Vermont has got the ski and the maple syrup. And they're right next to Maine, which has got the lobster. And, the, and then there's just New Hampshire that's known for tax-free alcohol. Like that's <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's, they're ornery. New Not Hampshire folk are, are ornery. Uh, Forty six is Idaho. I could see that. Yeah, what yeah. are you bad about in Idaho? Forty five is Maryland. Forty four is Megan, Pennsylvania. Wow. I would have thought Pennsylvania would, folks would have been angrier than uh, Mississippi is forty third. West Virginia forty two. Arkansas forty one. Utah is the fortieth angry state. Maine thirty seven. All right, these are the top ten angriest states. Number ten, Michigan. Are they just mad they lose to Ohio State every year? Maybe. And the Lions stink? Like what? Could be. Yeah, I guess snow is probably. And it's cold. You got that lake effect snow and wishing. Canadians always coming down. That's right. That's right. Detroit, too. That's a whole angry. Don't have any good cities. The UP. Just floating the around up there. The Upper Peninsula. Oh, I've met. Did you know what that meant? I have no idea. No, I didn't know what UP no. meant. All right. I know what that meant. Well, no, we, we learned something. The UP. Uh, number nine, Massachusetts. Mass holes. Yeah, hundred oh, yeah. percent. I've been to Boston. Hundred percent. They they should be. I'll give Sam Adams credit though. The, the, your cousin from Boston. Those spots those where he's funny. at the wedding. Those are, yeah. those are. I've known a bunch of those dudes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so they're number nine. Jersey number eight. Jersey should be higher in the list because they've got so. such an inferiority complex to New York. It's insane. Like Jersey's like the middle child. They they are really mad folk. And you got the Sopranos. Connecticut seven. I would argue that Jersey folks are angrier than Connecticut. Washington State is sixth. What? Yeah, that kind of surprised me. What do you? I mean, what do you have to be angry about in Washington State? I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. Bill the, Gates won't let you on his little high, private island. Taxi, maybe high taxes. What? Uh, yeah, I don't know. My brother lives Seattle's in Seattle. Got He's a bit of a pressing place, but no, no, Seattle's a good yeah, city. Seattle's really great. Yeah, it's awful. Uh, it's, he says it's awful. Uh, this is what I don't get. Vermont is the fifth angriest state. You have nothing to be angry about Vermont. Yeah, what's going on in Vermont? Yeah, there's no reason to be angry. Ben and Jerry live there. You have to deal with Bernie Sanders, maybe? <laughs> ben and Jerry. I don't know, maybe. Politically <laughs> I have angry. no idea. <laughs> like, Vermont is like, like, it's Vermont. What do you, what, I literally, have... what do you have to be angry about? There's no reason for anyone in Vermont to be angry. Uh, number four, Indiana. For Gary alone. Really? Oh, yeah. Gary, oh, Indiana? Gary, yes. Uh, I, I've never, I don't, yeah, I've been to Indiana. Um, but you've never been to Gary? You'd know if you'd been. Oh there. yeah, you'll know if you're. I've never been to Gary. Been. No, you'll smell it. But I've been. Yeah. I've been. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, you do. They burn yeah. garbage there. Oh yeah. Really? Oh yeah. It's Dude. terrible. Uh, number three, the third angriest state in America, South Carolina. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Um, okay. I can see that. I'm not allowed to drive in the state of South Carolina. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's I'll, right. I'll refresh that story tomorrow. Uh, number the second angriest state in the union. I don't get this. Colorado. Really? What? Was this taken before they passed weed? Yeah. It must have been. There's because, no way that. Yeah. yeah. Everybody in Colorado should be happy. Yeah. I've been Everybody. to Colorado a bunch, and I, I've always, they've always been lovely folk. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't get that at too. all. Never angry. Yeah. Um, and the angriest state in the union are neighbors to the west, Alabama. Roll damn tide, Alex Williams. The Alabama folks are the angry. Would you say that, Alex Williams, that the Alabama folks are the angriest folks in the nation? Uh, I got My sister lives in Birmingham. She's not very angry. <laughs> All right, so there's one. I mean, they top out in college, then what? <laughs> well, they, they don't even go to college, though, to be Boy. fair. They just root for the college. Yeah, yeah I mean, you win all these national championships, Alex. I don't, I don't know why you guys are mad. It's the Auburn fans. Oh, yeah, Auburn fans are angry. All right, there you go. So, uh, take I don't know, take that data with a grain of salt, uh, but Alabama is the angriest state in the union. We'll come right back, a final segment of the Mark Aram Show. Uh, on Twitter, by the way, I posted the, uh, the YouTube video of Don Sutton on Match Game on both Twitter and Instagram uh, and Facebook. Facebook, it's Mark Aram WSB. Mark Aram on 95.5 WSB, Atlantis News and Talk. Welcome back. Final segment of the show again. Hopefully just a short mini show tomorrow, 6 to 6.30, ahead of Georgia Bulldog basketball. If something goes awry, 
at the inauguration. Let's hope not that we'll be on longer and later, uh, and then the Bulldogs will be slid off. But our coverage tomorrow on the inauguration starts at 11.30 a.m. So I don't know how much time I hear of Deborah, but uh, these are presidential firsts, firsts from presidential history. Did you know, this is our go to our uh, political correspondent, uh, Charles Thomas III, uh, George Washington was elected, uh, elected president unanimously, had a unanimous victory. Did you know that? I had no idea. Yeah, there you go. Uh, John Adams and his wife Abigail became the first residents of the still unfinished White House. That'd be kind of funny, just like half the walls here, yeah. you know, windows still going. Yeah, in. yeah, they're still under construction. Uh, the first separate vote for the vice president came in 1804. First child born in the White House was Thomas Jefferson's grandson, James Madison Randolph. Uh, he became the first child when his mom was visiting. Uh, last of the founding fathers, James Monroe is the last of the founding fathers to be elected president. The first oath of office to be postponed was when James Monroe, second inauguration, fell on a Sunday. He postponed it a day from March 4th to March 5th. Um, the first president to lose the popular and electoral votes was John Quincy Adams. Uh, let's see. The first convention to nominate category, uh, candidates for president was 1831 when William Wirt of Maryland was nominated for the Anti-Masonic Party. What the heck? Whoa. Too bad that one didn't stick around. Yeah, I love those old party names. <laughs> um, and let's see. Uh, the first and only unmarried president, James Buchanan, elected immediately before the Civil War and presided over country as it splintered. I actually have his autograph. Really? really? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, very cool. My grandfather gave it to me. Uh, the worst president, basically. People yeah. consider him to be the worst president, and I have his autograph. Uh, let's do star of the show there. Longoria. And now, are you guys ready for the Mark Aram star of the show? Uh, no doubt about it. Uh, would you rather Sanjay's son, Kai, on his birthday, nine years old, and he crushed... Would you rather? Did an amazing job. We got to bring him back on somehow. Come up with a game for Kai or something. I feel bad if he steals his dad's job. You know, that would be, he'd probably feel guilty about that. Longoria's over me. I'm over me. Short, short show <laughs> tomorrow. Day. I'm All right. Uh, we'll continue the conversation on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Aram, Facebook, Mark Aram WSB. Word on the street coming up at 10, so stick around for that. In the meantime, go to sleep, little baby. Go to sleep, you little baby. Guests of the Mark Aram Show stay at the All Suite Omni Hotel, located in the heart of Chicago's Magnificent Mile. Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity, the future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com.